What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Middle cough! Baby Hayes! Uh, we did a podcast Thursday. We did a podcast Wednesday. We recorded some of Wednesday's podcast Tuesday. And we did a podcast on Monday. The Blue Collar Pod. Here we are on Friday. A little quickie. Uh, some stuff going on. Warriors tonight. Game four. And uh, Carson Wentz getting paid. NFL money getting thrown around. In honor of the man that received, I think, his eighth ring. Six as a head coach. Eight total as a coach in the league. He had a famous saying, and I think we've applied that to our life, and it goes simply like this. No days off. Even the days off aren't days days off. off. That's right. No days off. Uh, So that's why you guys shouldn't take any chance that says no days off. (laughs) Did you do you follow Linda? Google Linda on Insta? Uh, I do not, no. You talk about activity. She was last night at the ring ceremony. She had more fucking Insta stories than Tom, Giselle, and Edelman combined. She was active. I don't blame her. You know, she's what's her, what's her name? Linda Holiday? Holiday, yeah. Oh, you type in Linda. She's like the third one that comes up. <laughs> yeah, but she's, she's a good follow because it's just – she'll just be – she's with Nike the dog. They got a dog named Nike. And uh, she'll just be randomly like take a picture of the private jet like looking out the window. And you'll hear him in the background like talking to someone. But you can tell it's him. It's just he's a part of her life. He's on the phone just just making deals, yelling at cutting somebody. Sometimes like she'll be like, smile, and he'll just be kind of like in an outfit. They're going somewhere. It's it's an entertaining follow. Sitting by Josh McDaniels drinking drinking a vodka soda. See Tom did the beer chug challenge last night? I did see that. Speaking of which, uh, everyone's been tweeting and posting at White Claw, uh, telling them you want them on the podcast. Good job, everybody. Good job. You guys are killing it. Keep it up. Keep it we, up. Fat, we've had some initial discussions. We will see where that lead. Okay. Also, Mike McGlinchey, our conversation with McGlinchey is coming up next week. So don't miss that. What days? So they play Friday, then they play again Sunday, or do they play Monday? 
Uh, I think game five, well, game seven would be third, uh, game six would be next Thursday. So then I got to think that game five would be Monday, right? I would, that sounds correct to Mundo. Let's do a double checker. Well, you're checking. I'll tell you, man, these rings are getting out like, well, this, in, in this 10 one's... years, is it just going to be clock, like just you're just wearing a clock-sized pendant? Yes, the game's Monday. Uh, this ring, just eyeballing it, felt absurd. Like Linda has a photo of like Bill's hand, and you can just see how progressively bigger they get. And this one goes beyond from his knuckle, beyond his, beyond like his big finger knuckle to the fingertip knuckle. My initial take was it didn't even look like a ring. Well, you it can't just looked wear like it. Yeah, it just looked like something that was just an absolute F you to everyone. We're just the goddamn champs. Like we I'm, wanted to make something so big. Yeah. I'm pretty but sure I, you could get that implanted as a testicle. It's big enough. It's more than big enough. I, honestly, it felt like, what's the point? Like, we have normal rings in the past that if you guys want to wear, we're not <laughs> even we're not even worried about that, right? Because right. yeah. It probably is hard. Like we don't want to look like previous rings. Well, they're just normal. There's only so much you can do. Yeah, what this look kind of like a, this looks like a boat almost. Yeah, it looks like a pendant. You should just wear it as a necklace. I don't know. It's wild. I, uh, I, I appreciate it. I do. Yeah, I do too. It's uh, an investment. The uh, this podcast is brought to you by Ease Wellness. EaseWellness.com. Promo code Ham. Worldwide. Well, nationwide, John. Nationwide. Nationwide, yeah, uh, probably be worldwide one day. But it's they're the Amazon of uh, CBD guy, and CBD there's something for everyone. I've talked to more people that their parents they go in for a checkup and the doctors recommend CBD mm-hmm. with aches and pains and anxiety and sleep. Works for people our age, people younger, older. They have doggy treats. Uh, I know people that love baths. They have bath bombs. They got it all, guy. And it's so easy. Like our friends at Ease.com, they deliver to your house with a car. This one is like the Amazon version, EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, $20 off your first purchase, over $50 free delivery, and they deliver right to your doorstep in two to three days. Drop shipment, boop, and then it's there. So easy. Go check out EaseWellness.com if you're interested. they got a million options of a million different things, something for everyone. Maybe get something for your dad for Father's Day. There you go. EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, 20 bucks off your first order, and any order over $50, any delivery over $50 is delivered for free. And this podcast is brought to you by Hair Club. Confidence yep. is important. Hair Club understands the emotions you're feeling. They know, more importantly, the questions you have, and they know that one change can make all the difference. That's why Hair Club is the leader in total hair solutions. HairClub.com slash ham guy if you want to not have hair that looks like me and have it look like haberman just have ex- just incredible flow i saw you tweeting yesterday you, you give yourself a couple extra inches a little abby wombach look john uh, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm i'm like uh i'm like six feet no shoes yeah. if my hair is up all the way <laughs> see exactly if you go into the nba combine but that's because you've kept your your luscious thick flow and it's that's available for everyone now. You just go to hairclub.com slash ham. It's completely free. That's all we need you to do. Hairclub.com slash ham. Just go sign up. Go sign up. Keep us employed. Easy. Easy. I, speaking of uh, Insta stories, you're all over the uh, – I remember I, I got I was there. Somebody came up to me. Who was I talking to the other day? I was like, oh, oh, I know who it was. It was Whitey. I was talking to Whitey Gleason 
our friends Whitey and Cries. I thought for a second I was like, you talked to Whitey Bulger? And I was like, oh, yeah, you probably did. I talked <laughs> to Whitey. True. I talked to Whitey Gleason, and he's like, uh, oh, I, I heard you guys kind of got into an argument on a golf course. I was th- What made me think of this is that you've been using the uh, the selfie stick yeah, on your Insta story, and uh, uh, among other things. And, I, and he's like, I heard you guys got in an argument on a golf course. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I told him the story, and I was like, how did you hear that? He's like, oh, a caller to our old radio show now, no longer in existence, RIP Rise Guys for that era. They'll be back, stronger, better than ever. Yeah. He's like, a caller called and told us about it. So <laughs> who's got around, John? <laughs> this morning, guy, really quick before we get into uh, this thing called sports, I was running a couple errands about 8 o'clock, swung by Starbucks, got a little morning coffee. Rise, I realized, rise and grind, early bird gets the yeah, worm. Empty, I had no gas. Like It was blinking. I was afraid I wasn't going to make it to the gas station. Well, I pull in, and the side I pulled in, I wasn't going to be able to pull up, so I kind of had to go around the, mm-hmm. the station and go to the other side. And right as I'm doing it, probably like a 2018 pretty sweet Audi pulls right up, and we kind of meet in the middle, chicken. And I'm like, you know, I'm working on myself. I'm just trying to be a better person, not get angry, not like let ego get involved. But I'm like, I was kind of here first. But I couldn't pull in far enough. He couldn't pull in far enough. And we just sat there for, I swear to God, like 30 seconds, just looking at each other. This guy's probably like 55, 60, fat old ball guy. I'm like, I don't think he's going to move. I'm like, okay, I'll be the bigger person. And I can't, as I'm moving around, I'm like, I can't believe I just fucking pushed out here. Yeah, yeah. And then, But then I just basically pulled out and was on the completely other side. So we're sitting, you know, five feet away. Right. And I'm like, cool, cool move, man. And then he kind of got defensive. You he's said like, something to him. Yeah, I yeah. said something. I'm like, well, so you're just going to be kind of an a-hole today? And he's like, he's like, no, you're the a-hole. I was here first. <laughs> I'm like, you weren't here first. And I just, then I started messing with him a right, little bit. I'm right. like, I'm not even that mad, but I'm like, yeah, so I'm you're just a really good guy. Because I heard, I think like Coward or maybe on like a podcast, they did a study that if you have a really nice car, I mean, this was a pretty sweet Audi. He looked like a techie, you know, kind of an old fat guy, maybe a banker or something that you feel more entitled to everything at walk, you know, walkways, at red lights, at stop signs. I'm like, this guy's just a dick. And I by the by about 10 seconds, I just kept kind of ribbing him. I mean, kind of I was, if I was on camera or something, I probably it would have been a bad look for me. But, but, but you I, like thinking, and this is where you and I are very similar, that right now he's pissed about it. Right? Yeah, I'm just gonna mess with him a little bit. But I want bit. him like, right I, now to be telling the story like not like you're telling it, but like in a really angry way. Like yeah, all the, like, I want him to get home tonight and tell his wife this well, story. Well, one thing about I kept it. saying, I just like so you're just gonna win the asshole of the day award today. And I just kept and I kept saying stuff like that. And by the end, because it was legitimately, he could have been like, "Hey, man, thanks for giving yeah, that." It's to so me. simple. And I felt like I was the bigger person, but I'm not that good of a person where I can be the bigger person and still not and just like let it go. Like I'll be the bigger person. But I'm gonna let you know. Like I was there yes, first, but I'm the bigger person. I I just want you to know I'm better. Yeah. No. I and then I that. and then I almost got to, and then I'm like, this is kind of getting stupid. Like. You're one of those rich, new rich guys in this area that give our area bad name. And like, this is getting ridiculous. So I stopped there. You know, but I, I did drop, and I'm like, maybe this will get under his skin. If you have children, I hope it, you teach them better values than you just displayed here today. And his response was, "I'm done talking to you." And he got into his car and went into car wash. <laughs> uh, I did see right on cue on Wednesday a gorgeous, bright blue BMW slow down to yell out the window at an old woman with a handicap sticker that she was taking up too much of her lane. 
you know, like she's coming down a hill, he's coming up past the stop sign, and she's in like a, the smallest car you could imagine. She's in a really I think, small I car. Think, I think it was a Harvard study that did any car over $80,000, those people 100% feel more so this guy, than this guy's driving towards her, right? At, from a four-way stop. So you can see that it's an old woman. You can see that it has a handicap tag hanging down. And you can see that you do have enough room to pass her, even if she's squeezing you a little because she doesn't want to get too close to the parked cars on the other side. He stops in the other crosswalk, goes window down, and goes, you know, there's two lanes if you could make a little room, and then speeds off. And she, I watched her. I was like, I wonder what her reaction is. I don't even know if she, either A, she's that old, because she handles stress well and didn't even allow, she didn't even eat the rat poison that he tried to throw at her, or she just didn't hear it. I, I sometimes you just kind of question humanity. I would have been fine with like, hey man, I'm in a huge rush. Hey, no, no big deal. It's not that big a deal. But when you just kind of look at me like, I I, I was 100. I was here first. I was in the right away. Like no, well, that that ticked me off. So then I had to go back to like 10-year-old John. Like, I'm going to rib you for a little bit. You know what's funny? If you're ever – I find this sometimes riding shotgun where it's like the stuff that would drive me insane as the driver. Like, what? Fuck face. What are you doing? You know, yeah. like shotgun. It's like, eh, whatever. We'll get there. It's different being a driver. Yeah. All right. Uh, John, uh, what, real quick. Can we just say this real quick? What? <laughs> what are you laughing now? It's just people, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, did you Have you seen – okay, last thing. Have you seen Sandler's Netflix – Stand up? Uh, no, I haven't. I don't understand. I watched it last night. It is. I will stake myself on this. It's. I'm not calling. Understand what I'm saying. I'm not calling it the Kings of Comedy. I'm not calling it Eddie Murphy Raw. But it is one of the best stand ups because it's Ch- different. Ch- Ch- Chappelle's had a couple legendary. It's ones. not Chappelle, but <laughs> it's just really different because it's like he did like 18 shows and they're all it's all cut up and it's a lot of songs and they're fuck they're so funny. He's got one about slow-moving crosswalk guy, but California laws will protect me. It is just like none of the songs go too long. They're all just the right amount of time. Did he sing the Chris Farley song there? He did. Was that? Yeah. yeah. It was a, I, I, it was like, I watched this and thought, oh, like Lonely Island doesn't get to have the crown all by themselves. Like, like Sandler still has a fastball. Well, say what you, people, like, and I don't know. Of- it came out last year and I don't know why it wasn't a bigger thing, but it is, it's immediately one of my favorite standups ever. And someone else, I texted a buddy, and he's like, oh, I thought Ellen's was better. I'm like, no, go watch that again. Like, I, I think it is awesome. It is well, so good. About about four, what time's the Warrior game on? Six? I'll probably, sw- you know, cozy up with the ease pen and turn that bad boy on as the pregame show. Because I'll tell you this, Sandler takes a lot of shit, and some of it's self-inflicted, just making stupid movies but forever. He get, but he doesn't, like, it makes him laugh. He doesn't care. Yeah, but I but but I think a lot of people go like, is he really that talented? Like, yes, like, he don't is. ever get it twisted. Like he's a Hall of Famer, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like he was, he wasn't just some random on Saturday Night Live. He was involved during the greatest stretch of comedians that ever sat foot on that show and became a living legend. And his fastballs on the good, and when he tried to make movies, were incredible. And his songs, you're right. I, I go to war for Adam. Now, again, I grew up on him, and Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison, those movies mean something to me, but uh, I love Adam Sandler. All right, Warriors tonight, real quick, before you cozy up, uh, a little prediction time. I saw somebody wrote that it's the first time since 2016, I think, the Warriors, because they're not favored in this series any longer, uh, have not been favored in a series. Uh, some are reading that as an indication that Vegas knows Kevin isn't returning. Warriors are favored tonight. Uh, I do. Do you think whoever wins this game tonight wins the series? 
game four, uh, obviously big game. If you lose with Clay and then you're going on the road, that's going to be pretty tough to overcome. Well, I think we can confidently say right now, or relatively confidently say, he's not coming back in this series. He was supposed to play five on five. He either did yesterday and got re-injured or couldn't. One of the two, I wasn't exactly sure reading all the quotes. Uh, but he obviously has already been, he was ruled out for this game yesterday, which I think a lot shocked a lot of people that followed the team. Kerr kind of had to like backtrack on some comments. Like, I think we know it's, if anything, it'd be like a Willis Reed type deal in game seven, but he ain't just like, oh, Kevin's back, ready to roll, game five. Like, that's not happening now. So it's just going to get back to how much does Clay have in him? Because to me, if Clay can give you consistently 80 to 90%, you got a legitimate chance. If he's limping around, it might just be one of those. Someone was bringing up the point like uh, when the Pistons beat the Lakers, remember they beat him in five? Then it was like the same deal, up 2-1. You're like, ah, oh, Shaq and Kobe will get it together. Now it's a little different because those guys hated each other at the time. But still, they were Shaq and Kobe. That all of a sudden, if they go down 3-1, they might just lose a series and we might look back and be like, wow, how'd that happen? Yeah. Now, we know how it happened because of injuries. I'm just saying I think a lot of people are it's the Warriors. They'll figure out a way. Yeah, I don't know. You know maybe they're just too hurt. I do think something that doesn't get talked about, maybe maybe it does in other parts of the country, but Kyrie's kneecap injury, the first championship, like I don't think it really gets discussed. And I think part of the reason is people, like you're afraid to bring it up because you think like talking about it is trying to cheapen a championship. It's not. Like all these things are factors. If they don't win this title, doesn't mean they can't win another one. But um, yeah, I mean, you either win or you don't win. So whatever happened, happened. That it's it doesn't really matter if Kevin was hurt or if Clay was hurt. I do know this, John. I I think they're fully capable of winning this final. Still, the Warriors, but it is going to take like it's because now we know Clay's not a hundred percent. We know that. Um, so it's going to take some pretty, it's going to take some pretty big time performances from these guys. Like if they win it. I, it, we could look back and say this one ends up being the one that feels the best. Just yeah. given the way, you know, I know mm-hmm. right now it's only 2-1, but. I think this would go, if you had to rank them, the last two felt inevitable with Kevin. <laughs> the first one was the best. This would feel, you could argue the first one's always really special, but wouldn't you say this would go right up there with the first one? Yeah. And the last two were just, I mean, we're cool. But I think most even Warriors fans are like, fuck yeah, we won. We had Kevin, baby. You know? Yeah. The and I would one, say even with the first one, just the individual, the accomplishment within the series, I think this would be more significant. I'm just, you're saying once Kyrie went down and remember yeah. Kelly Olenek shattered, what's his name, shoulder like two series before. So he was Kevin out for the loves, playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I think that this was, would be the most significant just individual series accomplishment. Remember he pulled like a WWE move. He grabbed his shoulder and kind of like slammed him down. It was yeah. bad. And and remember Kevin like hook and Kevin hold. Sp- remember he sprinted. I remember watching that game. He sprinted to the locker room holding his shoulder, and it was like, uh, that's not good. And he obviously never came back. Yeah, I mean, I I'm pretty confident they win tonight. But I I mean, Steph Steph is human. Like he, he, only even Michael and Kobe and LeBron only have so many 47, eight and seven games in them. Like, is there a chance tonight he's really good and has 39? The guy, he had 47, and they lost by 15. That's what's kind of – that would leave me a little like, ugh. Because if Clay, let's say 
You know, they say, you know, the TNT guy's big thing, and it's right. The others always play better at home, right? Yeah. So you just go, you usually get one good game out of the others in one of your home games. So whether that's like Jonas gives you 12 or Quinn Cook gives you 10, you know, they're going to need one of those. But like, they guy, they can 100% not afford a Steph 30-point game. Like to me, he's got to be, if I said he's got 39, you feel good or you're like, eh, like, like 40 No, I don't feel great. <laughs> I mean, well, but that, with but Clay, like, but you know what? I, that might be like with Clay, if like provided, I don't really know what Clay's going to look like. I know. But if he's functional Clay, helpful Clay. What, what do you, what do you need combined from the two of them to have a legit chance? You think 60? So like 40 and 20? Would you, you say yeah, you know, like 35 and 25? I feel like I feel like twenty from either one of them is not enough. Um, well, yeah, well, I, obviously the twenty would come from Clay. I, I'm right, just saying, I'm just saying. If you told me right now Clay has twenty, I'd go. Wah. But I'd say if Clay gives you twenty, that's a huge boost when you factor in last week or I mean last game he gave you zero. Yeah, so but then, I also factor in like they, they spent the whole game down double figures. Yeah, but if he can give you twenty, then Draymond and Iguodala can both give you that their couple twelves. You're okay because Steph can give you forty, and then you're like, okay, we're in it. To me, they can't afford to have Clay give him like sixteen. Like he's got to be twenty to twenty-five. Yeah, but I to think me, it's a lot like to have twenty-five with a, with a bad hammer. I know. Can he basically just be like Steve Kerr of ninety-six and just sit there at three and shoot threes? Yeah. Because I, I think care how he gets them. Yeah, at the end of the day, we'll just our defense will be a little shittier, but at least we got this guy shooting. Now, as someone that doesn't jump when he shoots. Uh, the NBA guys will tell you, right, you need your legs to shoot. So I don't know how but that Clay affects you. Clay does jump like the least of any shooter. The least by far. But still, I mean, it's still part of his motion, right? If it hurts, if it's messed up. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something to keep an eye on. Yeah. No, it's fair. Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye. Keep an eye. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Carson Wentz, John. You texted me yesterday. I was at the gym. Humble brag. And uh, you said Carson just got paid. And I really didn't know what to expect uh, when you said that. But what it turned out to be was four years, $128 million. Uh, I think 107 is the guarantee on the extension, right? Mm-hmm. I think one of the this was one of the sneaky stories of the offseason that probably gets forgotten is just that they really didn't have a chance. This was a story we talked about a lot last year. But looking back, that by, when, Nick Foles, when Nick Foles gets traded – the conversation starts about how much Carson. What do you? How much is Carson getting? Because now you're all in on him. Do you? But like also the but also the conversation was, and I always am with this on this side a little bit. Like, what's the rush <clears throat> when you have a guy that is going into his fourth year? Like last year, what was tricky about Khalil Mack, right? Is that once you go into that fifth year option, then it's a lot of pressure. But when you're going into the fourth year, you still got a little time because you can do it during the season. You can do it whenever you want. Like there's not there's not a gun to your head to do it right now. So that's why I was – I wouldn't say shocked because I just know the Eagles' history. And historically, forever since Joe Banner and then obviously Howie, they always do deals a year early than a year late. That's, that's the way they do it. Now they haven't had – this is unique because they, they drafted this guy high – I think there's part of it too. Like there's an elephant in the room here with just some negativity surrounding your guy. Right. You got rid of Nick Foles. Like you kind of got to stake your claim. You clearly believe in him. They like him, but also this is a sign of faith of like, 
this is our fucking guy. We're going to war with him. We believe in him. To me, this is kind of a sign of when Jeffrey Lurie and Howie stand there, because obviously the coach always says he's our guy, but like the money guys, the owner, I'm all in on this guy. You are my franchise guy. So I, I do think there's a value to that. Right? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's fair to point out that for a guy as a player that you feel, I don't want to say it's flawless, but he's been a home run pick, right? Like a home run at a position where we're always nitpicking the ability of the guy. When it comes to quarterback contracts, like, ah, you can't pay Mariota, ah, Dak, ah, do you really want to do it? Ah, this guy, it's not that, it's that he's hurt. And there have been a couple stories about do his teammates love him? Did they like Foles more? Even though I watch him, I go, this guy's, I think he's got the ceiling to be great. His team's well, see, done better when he's been out. Like, his team's highest highs have come with him on the bench. Well, see, guy, if I if I was on the other side of not loving this deal, and I do think you could make an argument to question it a little bit, just question, like, what was the rush and the timing. You just said it was a home run pick. I think the counter would be, how can it be a home run pick when he can't finish seasons? No, no, no. I'm just saying the I'm saying the the on field ability. He's been a home run. Like with quarterbacks, mostly when we're talking about these contracts, is we're going, is he really good enough? That's not the question with this guy. That's my point. I I, I know what you mean. I, I just think it's fair to say, part of being a good pick, like once you like part of the reason Solomon Thomas is a shitty pick because we just don't think he can play. And I get you, quarterbacks. Even if you have the physical attributes, there's so much more to it. Like, how do you process? How do you handle the blitz? It's just the injuries. Yeah. Like, that is... No, I know. When I say home run, I just mean you evaluated the talent correctly. That's all I mean. The, because I'm, I'm I think it's... the on-field stuff. Well, I think it's fair to say, for the next five years... If they could do it rather... over, would they trade golf? Would they well, draft what, golf? That's what I'm saying. Like, if if you were the Rams, like, if you told McVay you could retroactively do it and they could have picked Wentz instead of golf, who do you think you'd rather have? I think you'd rather have golf, but would the Eagles... Flip? Are you sure? No. I just don't um, know how, if you're McVay right now, you could take Wentz given the injury history. Well, see, that's that's where I'm getting back to, guy. When you say it was just a home run, there, no, no, that, but you're not listening. Like, I'm not saying this whole thing is a home run. I'm saying they evaluated the player correctly. That's my point. I'm not saying it's worked out perfectly. I'm not calling I, the okay, pick, okay. big picture home I, run. I, I'm just saying. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying I do understand the counter. Like, let's use Mitch Trubisky for an example. He's been healthy. But I think there's questions like, is he good enough? Like, that's a legitimate question, right? That's right. No one would call that a home run pick. Right. Where you couldn't even put Mitch Trubisky and Carson Wentz in the same sentence as players, right? As just pure talent on the field being able to make plays. Yeah. Though, and this is where it gets tricky, because we'll talk about Derek coming up. Derek had the one season, and you and I had a front row seat for that. He was fucking awesome. But all the other seasons haven't quite like looked like that. Well, Carson had the one season where he was just, this guy's the MVP of the league. Well, last year, now granted, coming back from an injury, just like Derek was coming back from an injury, he did not look the same. Part of the thing that where Foles got so much credit last year, they were awful on offense. Like, they were not very good on it. Like, it wasn't just the Carson in the locker room stuff came at later, right? But it was more... Every week, and I follow a lot of the Philly stuff, was like, what is wrong with Carson's? Like, why can't he hit Alshon? What's mm-hmm, going on? Mm-hmm. It was, he wasn't playing as well. Now, I think the counter, always with an injured guy, is he's coming back off an injury. <laughs> but then, coming back, he got hurt again, and he couldn't finish the season. And then Foles came back in, and they, what, he rattle off like the last three victories, and then he won a playoff game. They, if Carson Wentz had not got hurt, here's the, again, I'm, I like the deal, 
but I do understand the other side. I think it's fair to say the Eagles are not in the playoffs last year. Right? It's almost like he's made. Well, this is going to sound weird. They, they make the playoffs last year if Carson doesn't get hurt. More than likely not. No, right? he was five and six, and Nick was four and one. No. <laughs> no, I mean, is there a, like I when we were talking about this beforehand? I said if he had never gotten hurt, think of how much more money he could make. But what if he had never gotten hurt and just continued to be a like last year he was a sub five hundred starter? Do you think he makes more money, John? By getting hurt last year at 5-6, 21 touchdowns, 7 picks. So, I mean, I'm not going to judge him wholly on the record, but the guy that replaced him, I mean, they had a lot of issues. But does he get more money if he finished out the season and they don't make the playoffs? If they finished last year 7-9? No, because then I think it's a little weird. Right. So he almost I, made money by getting hurt last year. Yeah, because if he goes 7-9, and nine, I got stats mind. up. He was 21-7, but it was one of those 21-7, but it just felt like, ugh, what's wrong here? What's up? Because it didn't – I watched a couple of their games, I remember, like when he was struggling, like, what is going on with this guy? Yeah. And the big the big thing was like, why is he discriminating against Alshon? Throw Alshon the ball! It was like, he only goes to Ertz. It felt like a T.O. Romo thing. Like, he's only going to Witten. And then Foles comes in, he starts feeding Alshon the ball, and their offense kind of explodes. Again, like – the farther you get away from it, I think people in Eagles like, we got Wentz back, we got Wentz back. But at the time, people are like, what is up? And I do think there's a little bit to Derek with this. See, Jimmy hasn't gone through like the back off the injury, what's he going to look like? He was just good when he's played. When Derek came back is a good example. Let's say they hadn't assigned Derek, and he came back off that injury and had that last Del Rio season. He doesn't get less money, but he doesn't like have a bunch of leverage then, right? His leverage is just, I'm a quarterback. That's would have been Carson's leverage. Well, I'm a quarterback. But I do think it's like, yeah, we would have. I would have turned it around. It's weird. I these just these are just you. All these Derek, Jimmy, uh, and I think Carson is fits into this mold too. It, they're unique situations where you just you gotta kind of pay them. You don't. Yeah. Does Derek remember they they were twelve and three, shattered his ankle, and it's like, well, he probably wins the MVP. He's probably much closer to Carson than than uh, Jimmy is in the sense that there's the car that it was like, well, he would have won the MVP. He felt good about paying him. Right. And we even said at the time, he got yeah. a discount. Jimmy was even crazier. Cause like, well, he's only started 10 games, but what are you gonna do? Franchise him twice. You just saw what happened with cousins. You think he's better. What do you think is harder as like a G put you? I mean, you know, Howie, it, like, what, is it harder to pay, have to pay a quarterback that you're not sure his ceiling is greatness, or is it harder to pay a guy who you think you're sure his ceiling is greatness, but you just don't know if he'll be available? Well, Howie's like Andy and like Veach, like they ceiling means a lot to them. Like when it comes to going all in on a guy, like so, a Khalil Mack, a, a Patrick Mahomes, a Carson Wentz. Like when I can get a guy that can be like a fucking Kobe, right? Uh, Mike Trout. Like I'm going all in on that guy. Now, even if there are some question marks, if I feel good about the character which I, they clearly do. I mean, there might have been some questions. Maybe his head got big or whatever. But I even think most people being around Carson would tell you he is a good human. Like, it's not like, yeah, maybe his ego got a little big. And, and I'll, I will defend people on sometimes if you're young, maybe you're, maybe he got humbled a little bit. Now, the counter would be, well, if he got humbled, how's he stay humble once they just give him I don't. I don't assume that. I never assume, like, I never assume that. But, yeah, you would hope. I mean, like, would you, you feel? You don't assume. You don't assume what? I don't just assume from the outside without knowing a person. Like, yeah, maybe they got humbled. Usually, it goes the other way. 
But even if you got humbled, once you get 107 million, how would you stay humble, right? Yeah, but I mean, I I think part of the two is like I don't even know how much money had to do with the with a if there was a lack of humility. I mean, you just became you look like you're going to be the dude. Well, I, I've been uh, audio booking Angela Duckworth's book on grit, and I think there are, and I try to do a lot of parallels to sports with it. I think it's a little different in a lot of other elements in life that basically the premise of the book is talent is overrated and grit and relentlessness and all that shit is what separates people. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's certain jobs like Haberman's going to be calling Isn't there a, a book game. called talent is overrated. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I think but this is. book is just, this book is just called grit. Okay. And it's basically on that premise. And she just talks about like, just the most successful people in business. And I was like, well, and the hard part about sports were clearly like your work ethic and your drive and desire, which I, I know that they feel very good about Carson and just like the Raiders feel good about Derek and all the intangible shit with Jimmy. But talent like in pro sports, there is an element like you have to have a lot, right? Like if Haberman one day is going to be calling NBA, NFL games, you you wouldn't be able to do it if you're not talented at it. Now you have to have the grit and determination to fucking work and prep and all that shit. But, like, part of the reason Jim Nance and Joe Buck are – like, they're just good, right? Part of the reason that Drew Brees and Brady, these guys have a lot of grit and relentlessness, but their talent is pretty immense. And that's the thing in sports. Like, you ideally, to go all in on a guy, I need to have someone that basically – if I'm going to feel good about giving someone $120 million in the NFL, they basically got to be, like, on the Madden scale, like a 10 of all the intangible stuff. And then I would say at the lowest when it comes to talent, like a nine. Like I think that would be the thing with like Kirk Cousins because you would go, well, Derek and Jimmy, their physical attributes and their talent can get to like a nine, nine and a half. So they have some flaws, whatever. I got to work with it. They have it. Like Kirk Cousins, you'd go, well, he's probably like a seven and a half, eight. Yeah. So, you know, his it, that kind of limits you, right? I also, it's interesting. I do think specific to this discussion with quarterbacks, I think there are parts about being a quarterback too that are, and just athletes in general, but specifically quarterbacks, that are um, that we don't know how to measure yet, right? So like, if Tom Brady is one of the fastest processors, we don't really know how to measure, right? What he sees and how quickly he understands it. Is that a talent, or is that because he watches a lot of film? Like there are people that will tell you that ability to see it and process it is not something you can really improve on. Like, once we know how fast you process, and they're only now trying to figure out tests to figure that stuff out. But I think there are... I've talked to one, like, quarterback guy in this field. He doesn't think you can really become a better processor. You can just watch more film. But if you can't See, really I, process I, I, it, I you can't process you be, it. I, I don't think you're born to watch film. Like, that is a taught attribute. Yeah, of the look. watching the film part is grinding. But the yeah. ability to process... Is is I think people are beginning to think that's a skill. It's not really something you can get better at. Like what Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning have isn't just their ability to watch twelve hours of film on a Tuesday afternoon. It's right? their ability and, and faster than to anybody to know what they're seeing and go to the practice field and then implement it in the game. Yeah, and just because you know it on film, like a million of us maybe can study enough film and be able to oh give me an hour of prep, I'll I'll break it down on Sports Center for you. Well, that's different than like I couldn't, I don't know. Like if see, you sat I, me and Dan Orlovsky down right now and gave us an hour of film study, Dan would see way more than me. But right? see, I see I, I've heard Dan talk enough now. I didn't know that much about him. I actually I just enjoy him. He had a great point with DJ 
that like that he's like my problem was never and clearly you just listen to him talk like I'm smart enough I could take it all I didn't have the physical my arm sucked so I couldn't make the place well, what I'm it's, saying is processing and smart aren't necessarily the same thing well I agree and I, I think that is one of the question marks like let's use the three of them when you talk about Derek and Jimmy like their ability their knowledge and offense and learning is not an issue right and I think both of them, when they're on, like Jimmy processing, he, you remember we were at practice the other day, you're like, oh, he had his fifth option. Like, he could go. And Derek, when he's playing, I've seen him do it. I think the question is, Derek, like, since he's injuries, he gets a little skittish in the pocket. It's not like he knows where his third option is. He gets, he gets where the pressure throws him off, not necessarily the processing down the field and understanding coverages and all that shit. Carson is like kind of a combination of them both, where. I think he gets knocked sometimes. He's not like a flying through the reeds. He was a little more backyard football, but he was so physically, he was like a faster Roethlisberger that year where just remember he was like throwing a guy off him, scrambling, hitting like a 70-yard bomb to Alshon or Nelson Aguilar. I remember Vining a couple plays that year. Maybe Vine was still around. Just being like, is this the greatest play I've ever seen in my life? Like he had a couple flash plays that year. That were so. I think the one question mark would be: Is he like a much better version of Kaepernick, where it's been a little flashier? And I, I don't know. I, I haven't truly studied him enough. I know people close to him do not believe that, but we've seen it before because I was fooled because the flash plays just overwhelm you. That's yeah. the thing that I would say about Derek is like when Derek's been good, why I wouldn't give up on him yet. He has games, right? He has like thirty of forty for three fifty. And three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. You know, I've seen Jimmy do that. Like games. Not they can have the flash play, but it's it's consistent drives. It's being backed up and drive down the field. Not I'd rather I'm more impressed with like, and this is where I think Brady, Breeze, and Manning factor in, like what you're talking about. To process, that's a 15 play drive where you're in full control at the line of scrimmage. Uh, fourth quarter tie game. Where it's audibling, where it's short dinking and dunking when that's not a negative. Like Carson Wentz is always going to be able to hit like a 70-yard bomb, right? It's can you consistently in a big game against Chicago Bears on the road, like Nick Foles. When Nick Foles gets in a rhythm, he's like a he's like a hot shooter in a pickup game. It's like that's what it looks like. You, no one will ever be able to take Nick Foles in a couple of the biggest games in his life, the biggest drives like you can possibly have in the sport of football. He's just been like, that's what it looks like. Right. And I think the knock on him is like he can't consistently do it, but you know he can do it. All right, I'll finish with this. Would you rather pay Carson $108 million fully guaranteed and a clip and a quarter, $125 million, clip and a quarter, or give it all to Dak? I just made that up. You like that? Full clip is 100 and a quarter of a clip and a quarter. Well, I, was, I, I had a tweet ready. Like when Steph had 15 after the first quarter, like he's about to empty the clip. And then I realized they're down 10. I'm like, I don't even know if he emptied the clip. They might lose, so I got to hold this one back. Uh Here's the problem, man. It's just I, I would rather take my risk on Carson. Yeah. But I think when you look at the two other guys in Goff and Dak, they go, we stay on the field. We've won playoff games. I don't know if Dak has it. No, Dak won the one last year against mm -hmm. Seattle. I, I actually like Dak. I like Dak more than Jared Goff probably. Uh, not not. It's like it'd be small if I had to rank. I just If I was doing like a draft board, I'd just put Dak above Jared. But that's not – I like them both. I, I think their arguments 
guy, they have more legitimate validity to their arguments that's not like, but my potential, but my ceiling. It's no, I've won playoff games. I've made these throws on the road in New Orleans. Like we've seen it. If I was Jared, I'd tell my agent, let's just cut like seven of my best throws in the second half of that Saints game and send it in. And be and, and, and then we'll also, because you also represent Carson, we'll put it on a DVD, Carson's playoff highlights, and we'll just leave it blank. Carson will be like, I threw as many touchdowns as Dak did. I played 11 games last year. Yeah, and Dak goes, well, where were you when I beat Seattle in the first round? Right. Dak goes, you played 11 games last year. I played every game every year, three straight years. My first reaction when I saw like a rap sheet tweet was like, they're getting ready. I'm like, God, who would want to pay them? The more I thought about it, how do they, how do either one take less? With their tangible arguments, not like. Yeah, especially because Carson, you don't think, maximize his value. Like at 108, part of that is he's he's a hurt guy. So that's not his ceiling of dollars, right? Well, like the knock on Dak right now is he's hit or miss on the deep ball. And Dak's like, yeah, just check the numbers, though. Check the wins and losses. Check how good our team is. Jared, what's the knock on Jared? Inconsistent a little bit, I guess. I Because I think he's played pretty well. Well, yeah, I think one of the knocks would be like product of your system. It's like, okay, but that's the system I play in, so... Well, that's what are we gonna do? Fire this guy? I mean, he's not. Do you want me to go play for somebody else to prove a point? (laughs) Like, no, I'm here. Or, or do you want do you want to get a different coach and have McVay go and we'll get to try a different system? No, like McVay. If I'm get another guy, then go get another guy. Pay him nothing. Well, I think that's the that's the argument for those two guys. For their team, if me and you are Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and I go, well, Dak just sent us an email. They said the new number is 110 guaranteed, and I go, Stephen. Uh, I don't feel comfortable with this, but you know, you, you get our personnel guy on the phone. How do we replace him? I mean, what do you say? You know, who do we replace him with? Better you be right. I know that. Yeah. How do we get a better version of this? How how do we even get the same version for this cheap price? We can't. I also think more with Dak than Goff, because Goff. The one thing about I was thinking about this. I was like, God, Carson got paid. Carson was the number two pick in the draft. He signed like a $30 million contract. It's not like Carson's like, he's been living on crazy wages, just making 600K a year. He's fucking been making like seven, eight million dollars a year. <laughs> well, I, I would I bet if you went to spot track right now, Carson was scheduled to make like seven and a half this season. I was like, yeah, he's he hasn't signed a contract yet, but he still made good cash. Where Dak, you could look at, okay, we'll give Dak $105 million. Well, you go well. His first four years, he's averaged six hundred thousand dollars. So if you if you don't look at that over an eight year period of time, because that was Russell Wilson's argument. Well, you got me so cheap the first several years. It's actually not that bad, right? Right. Where Jared, you go well. So we give him one hundred ten million. We've already paid him thirty. That's one hundred fifty million to a guy. Like goddamn, is he a hundred fifty million dollar player? I think you can stomach it easier with Dak, given how much you've paid him. Think about this guy. I would imagine that Dak's th- first three years in the NFL, if you added up his salary, equals like three games of a Jared Goff season. Because Jer- Jared was the number one overall pick in the draft three years ago. It's like $30 million contract. Right. Right? I think the Dak one's a little easier for Jerry when he looks at it from a bigger picture like the money. I think Jared gets a little tougher when you go, was this guy really the number one overall pick in the draft talent-wise? Probably not. And again, we're Jared Goff guys. I, I just think we're nitpicking now because he's about to get paid like he's Russell Wilson or Roethlisberger or like well, uh, great. And I think the counter is just, well, quarterbacks get paid, right? Yep. 
All right. Quarterbacks get paid. Ham pods come out. Yeah, White do. Claw gets drank. Mike McGlinchey gets uh, gets played next week. Yeah, if they get on board, we will send Mike McGlinchey a huge case. I thought you were going to say check. Woo. <laughs> Not huge. Thank you, card. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good weekend, everybody. Godspeed. See ya. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.